Remember the Thai cave rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut, but if you think you can, visit AirForce.com to learn more. If you don't know SiriusXM, then listen up. Commercial-free music plus sports, comedy, talk, and news. They have it all. And right now, you can get your first three months of SiriusXM outside the car for just $1. Go to SiriusXM.com busted to see offer details and to subscribe. Offer available to new SiriusXM streaming subscribers. SiriusXM, no car required. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome in pro wrestling fans here again on a Saturday. It is time for the Busted Open Radio Weekend Edition. I am your host, Ryan McKinnell, joined alongside my weekly co-host the one and only world's strongest man mark henry and mark we got a show for the fans today starting with well in 24 hours going down tlc tables ladders and chairs we got a full preview and predictions coming their way for the listeners and we get into the story of the miz and the fiend and the developing evolution of one bray wyatt slash the fiend this has been a a sight to behold mark and it's just getting better not only is it getting better, but it's it's one of those things that we look forward to on this podcast to get some closure in who's going to face who. Is he going to be facing The Fiend, or is he going to be facing Bray Wyatt? And what happens after this match gets resolved, and what is Daniel Bryan going to look like when he comes back? Also, we're going to touch on, Mark, something that you and I are both very passionate about, and that revolves around AEW and NXT, and maybe just maybe why the venom and some of the negativity isn't as bad as people make it out to be. You know what? We're going to hear a lot about that in the dialogue that comes from the conversation that Dave LaGreca and and Tommy had with with Cody Rhodes, uh, it'll shed a lot of light on on what we feel and what they feel over at AEW. Absolutely, absolutely. And of course, it is a Saturday, so you know what that means, Mark Henry. If you ate first, you're last. It's time for our weekly winner. And you know what? We have one for you in store. We're going to talk about the Cruiserweight title being changed, and we're going to talk about one of the best triple threat matches that we've seen this year. Hold on to your hats. Hold on to your hats. Hold on to your butts. It is time. It is busted open radio on a Saturday. Let's go. I mean, Bray Wyatt, when I hear him laugh, I think about the uh, the Heath Ledger Joker. I, I, I hear, like, the current, like the Joaquin Phoenix Joker it's mixed squeal. with the Jack Nicholson character from The Shining. Mixed with, (laughs) it's just all of these historically really, really creepy, really, really traumatized, deranged entities in entertainment. And he's able to week the week come out and do that at a high level. Man, I'm, I'm just like wondering, are we seeing the beginning of the greatness like we saw with The Undertaker? Are we beginning to see the greatness that we saw with an entity like Kane, how they built Kane to be this unbelievable monster that historically we will remember to the end of time? I think that The Fiend is on the way to being one of those style of characters. Yeah, I don't think there's any doubt about it, and I think that's absolutely why Bray Wyatt's first match in the WWE, at least on the main roster, was against Kane. Uh, I was there. I believe it was at SummerSlam. It was an Inferno match, and that is what I think the WWE wanted starting years ago. And I go back to when Bray was in NXT, and he had those vignettes before as he was coming over from Husky Harris, and they were debuting him as this you know, Bayou Hillbilly Hick, and he uh, he's creepy. He's got this... He's got this aura about him, and he was cutting these promos about 
you know, essentially saying he burned his dad alive in a fishing boat. You know what I mean? Like that that resonated with me. And that I feel like that was like seven, eight years ago. Now to sit and fast forward to what we're living now and the evolution of Bray Wyatt, there's been so many incarnations of Bray Wyatt and very good ones, right? So it's been this natural progressive build to what we're living now. But this definitely feels like Mark, even off the all the great stuff he's already done, this feels like this is his best work. And and and, and you know, even more more so than that, it feels like this was tailor made for him. It feels like this is what he should have been doing all along. But you know what? That's what evolution is. Yeah, it's, for sure. It's uh, it's taking what is given to you, polishing it up, and making sure that you can you're able to do stuff that has not been done, and the stuff that has been done you're able to make it different. So when people see it, they are not just see it, but feel it. They're able to say, you know what? This is a part of me as a wrestling fan now. And I was talking to a friend of mine the other day, and we were talking about me and the Hall of Pain. Okay. And how the Hall of Pain came to be. And there's always these backstories. And the backstories are just as important as your week-to-week issue. And you have to bring that back to people every week. And Mm -hmm. I don't know if there's another character in the last 10 years, maybe more, that the backstory continues every week with what's happening with the character on a week-to-week basis. And that's what Bray Wyatt is doing. And the fiend is an <clears throat> excuse me, the the fiend is an extension of that storyline, and that's why we love it so much because it's, it's like the soap operas or, or the stories as Dave LaGreca calls them. <laughs> Every show, they do a recap at the beginning. Last week, John killed and hid the body. Like you, you have these storylines recaps. You don't have to do that with Bray Wyatt. Bray Wyatt does that for the fiend and everybody's caught up in it. And and it's just an unbelievable thing, man. Like we we're witnessing what we've wanted all this time as fans, something that we could connect to that gets our attention. And every week, regardless of who that character is against, you want to see it and they open with it. They sprinkle it through the show and they close with it. But with with the, when you have a character like that, sometimes a, the absence of the character is just as important as yes. seeing the character every week. Yeah. Now you talk about the callbacks. Let's think about it. He did it last night when he talked about I had a family once. You know, it's the oh. psychology of it. Oh, it's so beautiful. It is. It really so is. masterful. It is. And, Mark, i got to be honest, as we talk about that beauty and that masterful kind of nature of this whole storyline and where it's headed and where it could go, I don't know if anyone else could play this part. I don't know if anyone else no. could do. Yeah, I don't think so. No, not at all. I mean, you know, what? I'm when I was sitting here going, oh, this guy would be good, this guy would be mm-hmm. great, I, I, I'm not doing that. I'm not doing <laughs> it because there's nobody that could be nope. that character. He is that character. He, I mean, he... Listen, if if I could go back and and be in my prime, I would love to I would love to to wrestle that character because both of them. I mean, I just see the I could see the beauty in in both characters. And say you have a match. Say um say Miz has a match with Bray Wyatt. Right. And I mean, it's knockdown drag out, and he ends up beating Bray Wyatt. How mad is the fiend gonna be? How mad you did what? Just like what happened with Seth Rollins. Seth Rollins went into the funhouse and he handed the he handed Bray Wyatt his ass, handed it to him, beat him down, burned the house down. Right. What did the fiend do after that? The Fiend took everything he had times five. 
And he came back in there and he beat the dog shit out of Seth Rollins. That's what the future is with this character. He can go in and handle people or people can get handled. And then here comes the fiend to clean up the mess that you get like you're getting this sympathy for the character, but you're also seeing the retribution of all of the stuff that Bray Wyatt is suffering what the fiend is setting up. But the way that the fiend fixes it is he goes out and he destroys everything that Bray Wyatt can't get done. Right. And, man, the the only thing that I could think of is The Undertaker. Like, for, for whatever reason, The Undertaker sitting up in the middle of the ring after getting destroyed by hundreds of great Hall of Fame wrestlers. Hundreds. And sitting up and just turning his head and looking at them. And standing up and and just going, it, it was, that's what I'm getting right now. The anticipation of the entrance. Bray Wyatt's entrance could be anywhere from uh, three minutes to six minutes. Just the entrance. Do you ever see people twiddling their thumbs? No. Do you ever see somebody go, God, Lee, man. I wish we could just get to the match, and this interest is just boring. It's killing me. <laughs> right. No, you don't. Like, enjoy no, it's this. the opposite, right. It's completely the opposite. People want more. Yeah. The music, fire. Yep. yep. The, 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 the ramp, him looking to the crowd and walking, is so creepy that it, sometimes I have to turn my head because I, I don't want to have nightmares. And then you have the, the the lantern is a man's head. Guys, do you hear what I'm saying? It's a man's head. <laughs> like, he's got a title belt that's a image of his face stretched out to where it looks like it's hurting. Whew. Like, we, we're getting something that <sighs> I hope that it lasts forever like the undertaker well you bring up the undertaker yeah well mark sorry and i don't mean to cut you off you bring up the undertaker because we kind of talked about this uh you know a a few minutes ago to start the show it's so hard to bring and induce fear in a world and a universe like the wwe because we know what we're watching so you've really got to suspend our disbelief you've really got to hit us in our chest and they're doing that with bray wyatt and i don't I don't know. I don't. I don't need to think about it. There hasn't been anyone since the Undertaker that's been able to do that. No. He's the first, and he's doing it in a real large way. He's doing it in a main event. No disrespect to the Boogeyman. No disrespect to Papa Shango. Right. But there's only been a couple people that have been able to take a truly scary gimmick and take that to the main event and do it consistently. Bray Wyatt is one of them. Like what you're hearing. Catch Busted Open live Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156 or on demand with the Sirius XM app. So let's get into it as uh, Gabby cues up the TLC. Obviously, pay-per-view going down in 24 hours, TLC, tables, ladders, and chairs. Mark, I'm just going to tell you right now, I'm going to start with my favorite match or the one that I am most interested in seeing because I'm most interested to see where the storylines branch off, and 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 I'm also interested to see the continuation of this heel run that the Kabuki Warriors are having. So I am obviously talking about the Kabuki Warriors taking on Becky Lynch and Charlotte Flair. I just really like, like, I didn't like when the Kabuki Warriors debuted Mark from the standpoint that I thought both, uh, both the ladies were better suited as solo artists 
for right. lack of better for, for better for better phrasing, right? I'm a big Oscar fan and her undefeated streak, and I know it came to an end, but we've seen how capable she can be and 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 uh, the popularity that she can drum up. But the work that she's done and the job that these two have done together as heels, Oscar and Kyrie Sane, it has been extremely enjoyable. And Mark, this is a match that should highlight the best of all four of these. It's a TLC match. There's going to be a lot of possibilities, and we get to see, you know, we get to see, uh, uh, we get to see Becky Lynch and Charlotte back together, and that would be interesting to see where that goes because we've seen them feud so much, but we know their backstory in terms of being friends and the way they came up together in NXT. So there, there's a lot to get to with this match. So I'm excited to see how it plays out. You know, man, I, I had a first hand account. Uh, there were two guys that I played football with uh, growing up, and these guys got into it over a girl. And it affected the way we played as a team because they were both focal points on our team. And that's that's kind of how I feel about this whole Charlotte and Becky thing. Right. Like, when you're friends – there are days where you confide in your friends. You tell your friends your weaknesses. You tell your friends your fears. You tell them stuff that you you, you see coming down the road and you want to share it with them. And um, when that goes awry, it creates such a friction and this, like, oh, my God, I hope they don't tell any of my business. Or, You know what I'm saying? Like, so it's – it's um. It's the kind of stuff that's real life pain and hatred. And I think that I don't think that's going to be resolved uh, anytime soon. I think that this is something that's going to drag around to WrestleMania. And I think that at that point, we will have the reconciliation of those two so they can batter, battle a greater good. And what is that greater good? going on right now hmm. the kabuki warriors well right in terms of this weekend yes the the kabuki right. warriors but if we are building and, and you brought up an interesting point like right if we're building the wrestlemania and the rebonding of charlotte flair and becky lynch i do a little bit of a callback here in my memory and it would feel like or suggest to me that maybe we would get that four horsewomen matchup of Ronda Rousey, Shayna Baszler, and Marina Shafir and Jessamyn Duke versus the four horsewomen of the main roster. Well, at the time when they were teasing that, right? I could maybe that's what we're building towards. Yeah, I, I think so. But more so, I think that we're getting everybody is is looking at the problem that Charlotte and Becky are having. Well, of course, right? Like you, you need to have a hug moment, like. I got your back. Mm-hmm. I'm still your friend, and it's us against the world. That that story is the one that's got to be more. That's got to be told more. That's that's what I want as a fan. Um, I don't think that that's going to happen at this pay per view. I still think that you know they're still at each other's throats enough um, because even last week it was like can. Can Becky get the job done where Charlotte failed was the whole premise of the fact that they both had matches right. um, against the Kabuki Warriors. So that that's not going to be resolved anytime soon. I think that that's the meat of their, um, their the relationship between those two right now. And we're just going to have to grin and bear until uh, they get to the uh, the hug moment. Maybe it's Maybe it's not the Kabuki Warriors that bring them together. Maybe it's somebody else. Who is that going to be? Right. And I'll tell you what, we talk about it, the hug moment not happening in 24 hours of TLC. I tend to agree. And I tend to agree also from the standpoint, Mark, that, well, from a booking angle, right? It, this is it's a TLC match that that tends to favor the the heels, which the heels are the Kabuki Warriors. So I feel like they're going to be able to finagle their way out of this and retain the titles. I don't know, man. Um, even on their best day, the Kabuki mm-hmm. Warriors um, could have problems with Charlotte and Becky at the same time. 
even if they're at each other's throats. Um, but like you said, the Kabuki Warriors, they work well together. There's no strife. There's no turmoil between the two. And they work as a machine. And Charlotte and Becky, the only way that they're going to beat those women is if they work together. And maybe this is not the pay-per-view. Yeah. Uh, well, another tag team matchup that we have in, in, with the championships on the line, the Raw Tag Team Championships, the Viking Raiders are taking on an open challenge. Mark, I, I don't know what we're getting out of this. I think there's you know, there's a potential maybe the Street Profits get some shine and they get their, their placement or their, in there. Or, Mark, we could have a return, and then that, I feel like, would benefit the Usos. Like, do you think we could be seeing an Uso return Ooh. in 24 hours? You know what, man? Like, don't tease me with a good time. <laughs> Man, that would be awesome. I didn't even think th- about yeah. it. Look at what you just did. You made me smile. Man, I don't know if y'all can hear this <laughs> smile across my face. But good Lord, bro, you just sent chills down my spine. I got chills down my arms. Oh, I'd love to see the Usos return right now. That, that, would, that would really do it for me. And... Mark, I think they would look great in the ring together. Just, I like the idea of the Viking Raiders and the Usos having an extended feud and it starting in 24 hours of TLC. Like, I like the idea of that. Wow. Bro, you you, you got me. You just punched me in the throat, man. You, you gave me, the, you gave me the, the, the proverbial throat punch. Wow. Jab. Right to the jab. throat. Jab, 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 jab. Right to the throat. Adam's apple. Oh. <laughs> What about the other tag team matchup? You got the SmackDown uh, Tag Team Championship going on with the New Day and the Revival. Feels like, to me, the New Day is going to retain, especially by one of my favorite moments uh, last night. I don't know if you caught it, but Dash Wilder throwing the Shatter Machine on the uh, outside. <laughs> it's not really – it's one of those moves I feel like Hogan's leg drop, like when you do it, it's it's <laughs> causing more damage to yourself than you are your opponent. I just got to crack up I last know. night watching Dash Wilder take that bump to his back, and you can see it like – I was watching him. He kind of got up and he said something to Scott. He was like, "Yeah, I, I did not like that." You could just see the way the way yeah, that he took that. Let's but, don't ever do that again. <laughs> yeah, let's 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 ixnay the uh, outside a. Well, I don't know. I don't speak Pig Latin. I'm an idiot. Uh, but what, what do you think? What do you think about the matchup between New Day and the Revival? You know, I love it. I think that both really, really talented tags. Uh, the entertainment value that you get from um, the new day. I, I just could see Big E sitting on the ropes, you know, bouncing up and down when uh, when teams come down to the ring and <laughs> the dancing and um, when they when they're in the ring working together, both guys can work the start. Both guys can can work the apron. Uh, the new day really doesn't have a weakness. I think that the. Yeah. Uh, um, Dash is 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 the guy that's kind of more the ring general, and you know like when they when they put themselves in a position to win, uh, nobody does it better as a tag team. Like you know, I I just love seeing uh, revival work together. Like they yeah. work together better than any other tag team in pro wrestling today. And you know we we have, we're going to talk about in our weekly winners. Uh, what went on with uh, Power and what went on with um, AEW and Impact, and we talked about ROH. Um, like, it's as a tag team, tag team, like an old school throwback tag team. Mm-hmm. Like, is there anybody else that works as good together as those guys? Mm I mean, it's few and far between. Yeah, I mean, there's there's a level at which they reach. I mean, the Briscoes are up there. You think of longevity. Um, But, I mean, when they're on, when they are given the time to work – I mean, their matches against DIY. I mean, come on. I no, I don't. I don't think so, Mark. I think you reach a certain level. I mean, you reach that nine out of ten, ten out of ten level, uh, and and you're there. And the revival is proven. And another thing that I like about the revival, Mark, is that they they are the revival. They've been the revival. That well, 
maybe not by necessarily the exact name, but they've been together. Uh, they their their tandem has been together throughout their entirety of their tenure at WWE, yeah. and I like that. I like that. There's some cohesion. There's some consistency there, which uh, I don't think is a coincidence. The fact that they're taking on the other you know stalwart of the tag team division along with the Usos no disrespect to the Usos but uh, obviously the New Day New Diet New, New Day and Revival should be an outstanding match I'm definitely looking forward to that uh Mark what about Rusev and Bobby Lashley what do you think happens with that do you think this is going to be the end of that feud between these two Uh I don't know man I I think that um I think that this is something that I want to keep going on because Okay uh, I've got to the point now that it's my soaps, it's my stories. It's your, it's your it's, stories. <laughs> it's my jam. Uh, I want to see, you know, uh, banter about going to jail. I want to see Rusev um, have a possible love interest and, like, to take his mind off, like, Lana get jealous. Like, I mean, there's so many other elements when you start thinking about writing uh, a storyline that revolves around a love triangle. Um, that you know, it's 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 just it's it's more to go, guys. There's there's more stories to be told. <laughs> don't take Mark's stories. Mark needs his stories. How's I he need survive? my stories. If you don't know SiriusXM, then listen up. Commercial-free music plus sports, comedy, talk, and news. They have it all. A lot of people think you need a car to enjoy SiriusXM, but you don't. You can listen outside the car. Right now, you can get your first three months of SiriusXM outside the car for just $1. Just go to SiriusXM.com busted to see offer details and to subscribe. You can listen on your phone, at home, and online. That's SiriusXM.com busted. Offer available to new SiriusXM streaming subscribers. SiriusXM, no car required. I want your best show of the week. I'm going to tell you mine. And you know what? It, it, it wasn't really, it wasn't, I, I don't know if it was the best overall show. It, it it would it just had the two clear best moments of the week for me. And I am talking about NXT, the triple threat between Finn Balor, Keith Lee, and Tommaso Ciampa. It was yep. a really, really good match, just just as far as that goes. It was a it was a solid eight out of ten, eight and a half out of ten match. But more specifically, the match of the week, which I know we're not grading, it just happened to fall on this card. Angel Garza and Leo Rush. I mean, that was that was as good as it gets. The spots were outstanding. The psychology was outstanding. The build towards Angel Garza being a commodity in WWE continues. Leo Rush put him over. Over. I loved that match. The rest of NXT show, not that strong. Those two matches, incredibly strong. NXT gets the nod for me for the weekly winner this week. What say you, Mark? Uh, I have to second that. Um, I have not agreed with everything that is going on with Leo Rush as has been publicized uh, <laughs> a lot. But, sure, man, the dude can work, man. And that was one of the reasons why I was so upset. Uh, is the potential for his greatness. And you can see him evolving. I hope that, you know, as a businessman, he evolves as much as his talent because if that's the case, then Leo Rush is going to be somebody that we'll be talking about for a long, long time. He's really, really good. Um, it was so impactful uh, of Angel Garza. And I think that emotion, the emotions brought out the best in him. And like he really, really shined. And you talk about sometimes, depending on how good the two matches are, they can lead an entire show. Yes. And when you get to the point where you have a match like the one we had with Leo Rush and Angel Garza, and then you go to uh to the triple threat match to seal the deal, um, I know there was a point when uh Finn was in the corner and Keith Lee came up behind him like Jaws and a, I mean, it was epic, epic, epic match. And, and it carried that entire show and thus the weekly winner being NXT and everybody else. If you ain't first, you last. So <laughs> rather than talk about who's number two and who was number three guys, you all lost. NXT right. is your <laughs> weekly winner.
And you're right, man. You, you talk about it. A show does only need a couple good matches, right? Like the Cruiserweight title, the NXT Cruiserweight title, Garza and Rush. That was hour one. Hour two was the triple threat. And damn it, I don't care about whatever else came in between there because I I was I was so I was hung over. I was I was reeling from the first match. I was still thinking about Garza and Rush. You, you, you know what I mean? Like I didn't really care about. Oh, I know what else exactly. Came. Yeah, I, I felt like. Um, the show moved fast, and I didn't realize how long the first match was and how long the last match. They dominated the time in the show. I mean, you, you look at it, and um, even the packages and the entrances, uh, you had an hour pretty much of just those two matches. Yeah, now I, 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 I do want to say, because we got Cody Rhodes coming up here in a second. He was on Busted Open yesterday. We're going to be hearing from Cody coming up here in just a couple minutes. I do want to touch on AEW from this standpoint. NXT had the two best matches of the week. In terms of mic work, though, in terms of promos, AEW, what they had. First of all, Chris Jericho offering uh, John Moxley a spot in the uh, inner circle, I liked that. I thought that was supremely well done. I, I chuckled throughout it a little bit. I thought Moxley was in his element. Chris Jericho just continues to be amazing. Hey, I also should mention, I got my uh, my my uh, bottles of bubbly. I got my uh, oh, my, my order. Yes, yes. Very exciting. I, a little know, bit of the know, bubbly. I'm not, I'm not a drinker. I'm not a <laughs> nah, drinker. Me either, really. Me either. And, um, you know, it wasn't high on my list of priorities, but... I love the fact that Chris Jericho was able to do that and get that done <laughs> just for the world of pro wrestling. Yep. Like, we transcendent. And uh, I always say we because I feel like I'm a part of it still. Um, well, you are. But from a fan base. <laughs> like, our yeah. fans are a part of it. And it's our culture. So when we see one of ours succeed in something – we should all get behind it. So those that do drink, go and get you a little bit of the bubbly. <laughs> and, and, a little bit of the bubbly. <laughs> I don't drink, Mark. Like I, I not not frequently. I'm not a big drinker. Um, and even so, I just felt like it was a time and place in professional wrestling history. I. I I wanted to support AEW. I wanted to support Jericho's ideas. I wanted to support the company. So, uh, yeah, I went out there. And you know what? I'll probably open one of the bottles. They they were very smart. They made you have to buy two if they were going to get uh, it shipped out to you. So it arrived. I have two of them. Maybe I hold on to one, and then I open another one for Wrestle Kingdom. That's what I'm thinking. Maybe maybe uh, pop a little bit of the bubbly for Wrestle Kingdom. We'll see. We'll see. But, no, mm. I love the promo between Jericho and Moxley and that offer. But more specifically, MJF, what he is doing at his age and his I know we talk a lot about heel work here and 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 how difficult it is and to to stay consistent and to keep that passion and to keep it fresh. Um I the love I, I tweeted about this uh, when I saw it. It was a little delayed, but the love that MJF must have for professional wrestling has just got to be nearly undying. Like, to be as dedicated as that young man is to his craft and his ability to hold a crowd in the palm of his hand and the way he pauses and the way he works a crowd. Like, Mark, you can attest to this. He is light years ahead of damn near anyone else, even in his in his age group, his category, his generation. He is so good at his job. Yeah, definitely in his age group, he he's beyond a shadow of a doubt the best promo in the business. Yeah. Um, Wrestling-wise, uh, I want to see him really get heat on somebody, like to have some kind of a blood feud. Um, that is going to attach him to the nation. Also, you need to see him um, – betray somebody other than Cody. He's got that was so got set a, up, right? You, you, yeah, you knew it that was, was it coming. It was very set up. So right. I, I think that he needs to befriend somebody else and get somebody else to kind of have his back. And then when he turns on them, then it's going to be, you know, the problem is not everybody else. The problem is you. You're mm -hmm. a snake. You backstab everybody. And, and that, you know, you, it takes time to build those legacies. And he's got a lot of time to do it. He's a young guy. And that's what's so exciting. He's this good now. What's he going to be? Right? Yeah. 
Absolutely. All right, so that was uh, a little bit in terms of what I liked from AEW, but as Mark said, if you ain't first, you're last, and our weekly winner was NXT this week when you're busting out uh, Angel Garza and Leo Rush and then that triple threat. I mean, I don't know if Finn Balor and Tommaso Ciampa and Keith Lee can do any wrong. I think you take any mixture of that concoction of those ingredients and you put them in a ring, and it's just going to be a license to print money. Like what you're hearing? Catch Busted Open live Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon eastern on sirius xm fight nation channel 156 or on demand with the sirius xm app listen i remember wcw and 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 wwe and i remember the monday night wars i was literally i was 13 years old in 1996 the year before that really kicked off or right around when it did i mean that was right in my wheelhouse it was everything that was toxic that was to- you had people legit, and I'm talking like face to face. There were arguments. People, I like people straight up did not watch the other show. Like period. Whether you were like some yeah. people were straight WWE, more so for a couple years. A lot of people were WCW, and it was like yeah, giant middle figure to WWE at that time, right? And and mm. and that was toxic. Right now. I I feel like, yes, you hear stuff on Twitter, but that stuff on Twitter gets amplified. When you're face-to-face, listen, the reason AEW even exists is because pro wrestling fans like everything. Yes, they have their feelings about WWE, Mark, but I feel like that's because WWE has the most shows and they've been around the longest, right? But pro wrestling fans, we know it. You go to ROH shows, you go to Impact tapings, you go to New Japan shows, you go to wherever, you go to your regional shows, MLW, FSW, whatever the case may be right bola uh pwg i mean whatever the case may be you go to your shows and you love it because you love the business i feel like we're living in a very positive point uh in pro wrestling history where everyone's loving everything and yes there's some noise on social media but mark who gives a shit about noise on social media as far as i'm concerned when i'm with my friends or with i'm with fans and it doesn't matter if it's wwe shows or, or AEW shows double or nothing people are excited about pro wrestling that pro toxic wrestling. Right, that toxic relationship, I don't see it. At least I don't see it face-to-face, Mark Henry, which no, I think is I'm, a huge— I'm going to give you the yeah. true reason why AEW exists. Okay. The true reason that AEW exists is because of people not getting the opportunity that Correct. fans feel like they deserve. And Cody embraced that idea, and he put together a network of guys that had the same feeling. The Bucks, a company like the WWE, they like the big guys, that big muscles, six seven, right. and they would never get an opportunity to be the tag champions. Uh, especially being that they are a more athletic, danger-driven tag team that thrives off getting the crowd in the holy shit moments. The in ring and. And that's not what the WWE preaches in their tags. And everything is unconventional. Then you have a guy like Chris Jericho who feels like, you know what? I'm Chris damn Jericho. I should get a million plus a year, two million plus a year. Why am I not getting this money? And this guy that y'all don't, can't work half as good as me, and this guy can't entertain nowhere near as good as me, but it's my job to get him over, to bring him up so he can make more money and then I don't get paid. Like, there there was a lot of factors that put this into play. It wasn't just the fact that Tony Khan is, comes from a family of money and, and loves pro wrestling and is a good businessman. Right, said, You right. know what? I want to invest in in wrestling. No, he invested in an ideology of the disenfranchised, the guy that didn't get the big job, a guy that never would get the big push, the guys that don't look like what uh, the status quo feels like they should look like. And Cody was able to bring all of those people into the same room and say, guys, I know enough about the business that I can run this and I could do this and we can all get together and not only will we make more money than we ever made in our careers, but we'll be able to have say so. Don't that sound good to you? 
And right. the fans are eating it up because who don't want to support the, the, the little guy, the underdog? And when the underdog and the little guy gets a punch in and wobbles the big monster, now you have something. Mm. Now you have this movement of people that are like, listen, we might be David and we're fighting Goliath, but what happened to Goliath? We have the moment where we can actually do something to change the business. And it already did because guys are getting paid more money because the fear of losing them to another company that didn't exist a year ago. So now you got people like, um, you know, Luke Harper, who Luke Harper has somewhere to go. Oh, yeah. I mean, he don't necessarily have to go to AEW. No, he, he can go, go to MLW. He can go he to, can go to New Japan. He can go to Impact, yeah. Japan, yeah. AAA. Yeah. You, you name a place. Yeah. He can go somewhere. But the, the vying power, all those other companies, they're still going to have to pay him more because he's a viable commodity, and AEW could have him. You see what I'm saying? It's Absolutely. giving people another another list of life, another chance at life in wrestling at the main event capacity because of the important thing that we talk about. Number one, TV. You have to have network TV. You got to be able to do it in prime time. And you got to have pay-per-views. And you got to have pay-per-views that have sponsors that's willing to put up the cash to be able to pay the major players. Chris Jericho is the major player on that brand. Right. Eventually, in this next year, there will be somebody's contract that's going to come up. And then there's going to be a renegotiation process with the WWE. And if it don't suit that person, in 90 days, they will be signing with the AEW, and then they will be another franchise guy on that network. Now, I'm not saying nothing bad about Dean Ambrose or any of the other talents, the Kenny Omegas and the guys right, that right. lead AEW. They're really good. They, they mean something to the business. But as we all know, there is such a thing as a transcendent talent mm -hmm. and there are some transcendent talents on the WWE that do not get the play that they deserve and some people are going to bet on themselves they're going to say you know what man maybe I won't get into the WWE Hall of Fame now because I'm leaving maybe I won't get that <sighs> the stigma of a true superstar because the true superstars are at the WWE. I mean, it's a stigma. This is what I'm I'm saying is a stigma. I'm not saying because I know the trolls will misconstrued my words <laughs> and they'll make it seem like I'm saying that the only true superstars are at the WWE. That's not what I'm saying, assholes. All of you guys and girls out there that take sides in wrestling, Wrestling is meant to enjoy on all fronts. Like, you don't have to pick and choose. You have to enjoy it all. So, that being said, it's going to happen eventually. And when it does, there will be another spike in AEW. Yep. And the WWE don't want that. So, what are they going to do? Ante up. Pay that fool. Ante up. That's what's that's what it's about. It's about the dollars. And it's about longevity in your career. If you work 250 days, every year that you work, you shorten your lifespan as a talent. There's no seasons. I don't I don't I don't believe in seasons. I believe in use what you got and give people a, a, a month or two break. So the well can fill up and they can heal up and they can be more productive at their jobs. AEW guys are not working 
as many shows as the WWE is. You can prolong your career. Or you can put your nose to the grindstone, make a lot of money right away, every day, all year long, and then you can like invest your money and make sure you don't end up on 30 for 30 broke. So <laughs> which should be, re- which should be required bro, viewing for everyone. Everybody in sports should watch yeah. ESPN's uh, Broke. They should watch it because yeah, there great. are so many talent. Not just I'm not just talking about wrestling. Right, I'm right. talking about football, baseball, golf, marbles, tiddlywinks, whatever sports <laughs> you can play and make money at it. They're on there. And I've heard some stories. And you know what, man? Like, full disclosure, there have been times where uh, I didn't claim enough on my taxes. And the IRS would come back and say, hey, yo, you owe us this. And when you got to write a check for a few hundred thousand dollars, <laughs> it, it kind of tells you kind of what, what people are making. But still, I don't care how much money you make. When you write a check to the IRS for a hundred thousand plus dollars, some people half a million dollars, some people a million dollars or more, it hurts your ass to the end. Well, Mark, I'm talking about it hurts. <laughs> so you want to maximize the amount of dollars that you make because it's a short career, and you want to take care of your family. Everybody is not going to be on the radio. Everybody's not going to be on TV shows after it's all said and done and have a means to make a living after the fact. But these fans that choose, and it all goes back to that. It goes back to the fans that choose to hate on one or two or three different brands of wrestling because, you know what, I just don't like the big guy. I want to go for the underdog. I want y'all to get a hammer. I want you to put your hand on the table and slam the hammer down on your hand. You deserve pain. Stop it. Wrestling is for everybody to enjoy and have a good time with it. (laughs) Invite all your friends over and eat pizza and drink beers if that's what you like. I I prefer a really, really good iced tea. And sometimes I'll mix, you know, lemonade in it, you know, the Arnold Palmer thing. I have my things, but I digress. I'm just saying for the people that are non-alcoholics, you know, we got to have go that route or a good. I I like a good. Eat yourself in the submission. I'm I'm a I'm a I'm a true guy that loves to eat myself in the submission. Take a nap. It's a beautiful thing. Beautiful thing, guys. But the point is, (laughs) is you have to enjoy wrestling. And bring the people. It's it's the conversations that, you know what, off the air, guys, I wish that me and Ryan McKinnell had an off the air show where we just talk about all the stuff that we do off the off the air and then edit it and then put it on on for people to listen to. Because we don't talk about just wrestling. We talk about wrestling etiquette. We talk about food. We talk about um what we like in, in entertainment today, whether it's the Mandalorian on um, on Disney Plus, or do we go and start talking about Titans on DC app? Like, that life is broad. If I was to sit here and say, Ryan, I hate the DC app because I'm a Disney Plus guy. How big of a moron do you think I would be? That's what y'all doing. I'm begging y'all to cut it out. Cody just said that if he saw Triple H, he would shake his hand and thank him for all of the stuff that he's done to help teach him how to be the guy that he is today. Hell, he said, I might even hug him. The stuff, the, the symbolism of what they're doing is not because I hate you. It's because I'm breaking out of your shadow. Every good mentor, every good coach, they stand and they, 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 they compete against the people, but they also say, you know what? I'm proud that he, he learned what, what we were trying to teach him. Look at him now. 
Don't think that Vince and Triple H are sitting up there like, damn it. I can't stand them. They don't care. They worried about bigger picture things. They worried about who's going to be next. The show that they got to do tomorrow, they're not even factoring in all the stuff that other companies are doing. Y'all are the ones that got to wake up. And I'm saying this to y'all as friends because I've met a lot of y'all. And I have, I mean, we have, what, 80,000 listeners a week or something to that effect. I can't meet everybody. I can't talk to everybody. But the people that I do talk to, that's who I'm talking to. I hope that y'all can understand that pro wrestling is meant to be entertainment. It's meant to be fun for everybody. It's meant to create unbelievable conversations with your friends that are the same as you that love wrestling the way you do. That's it. Hey, Bart. Let me ask you. We love wrestling. We got a pay-per-view going down in 24 hours. We need to get to some picks and predictions. We only got like a minute or two left on the show. So let's start with the main event, Bray Wyatt and The Miz. Who do you think wins? What do you think happens? You know what, man? I think that Miz is going to fight his way from the bottom. And how he wins, I don't know. But I see The Miz pulling it off. I do, too, because it feels like I, I forget the caller. I think it was maybe Tyler earlier. He said he could see it, you know, Bray Wyatt or losing to The Miz and then The Fiend getting pissed off and taking revenge later down the road, which is something that I like the idea of that. What about Roman Reigns and Baron Corbin in their TLC match? Uh, I don't know which way they're going to go with this. Where do you think it's going to gonna land? I think, I think, in my opinion, it's more important for the heel. It's, it's more yeah. important for the bad guy to come out on top in this situation. Um you you let Roman Reigns off the hook, and that Dennis Dennis Green said it when he was the coach of uh, the uh, Arizona Cardinals. We let him the off bear, the hook. The Bears we know exactly who, who they were. They were. <laughs> we yeah. let him off the hook. Yes, I remember. I don't I think that, well. that ben, I don't think that Baron Corbin and the WWE is going to let Roman Reigns off the hook. They're gonna they're gonna let Baron Corbin do what the bad guy's supposed to do, and that's dominate, cheat and be disorderly in his delivery. Thanks for listening. Catch us Monday through Saturday on Busted Open from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM. Fight Nation, Channel 156. The Busted Open Podcast. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.